When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to the Winter is Coming Game of Thrones podcast. I'm your host, Razor, and I'm here with Isis and Corey Smith, and we're here to talk about more Game of Thrones Season 7 photos, as well as the official run times for each episode in Season 7. Uh, we're not going to have Corey phone on the podcast tonight because he's got other things going on, so hey, guess what? Corey Smith won't be bullied by his master, and that's a good thing. But uh, yes, okay. <laughs> but um, let's get right into the news of the day, and I want to talk to you guys about the runtimes first, uh, and and, I, and I'll just go over them really quick, and then we can talk about what we might expect out of each episode. There, obviously, we already know there's seven episodes for season seven, and it runs down like this: episode one is 59 minutes, as is episode two, comes in at 59 minutes. Those are that's you know that's one minute shy of a full hour. If this show was on network television, if, you know, fifteen of those minutes would be would would be commercial. So you got to respect the fact that they're giving us almost a full hour in episodes one and two. Episode three is sixty three minutes, so it, it tops over an hour. The shortest episode of the season is at episode four, coming in at fifty minutes, and I don't know like. That's more like a network television show. That's a, that's like a show with commercials in it, and you gotta you know schedule your your time around the commercials. Then it pops back up to episode five for fifty nine minutes, and then we get into the longest episodes of Game of Thrones history. Episode six will be seventy one minutes. Oh man, that's gonna be good. And even better than that, the following Sunday, episode seven will be eighty one minutes long. ISIS. I know that you were kind of bummed when we found out we weren't getting supersized episodes, but I am looking at the runtimes for this season, and I'm not seeing anything that I'm displeased with so far. I have to agree. I think that just, and again, I haven't, I didn't know about this until until you were just talking about it today. Um, I am not upset whatsoever. I mean, I, granted, I was I was not happy about having such a short season. Uh, episode wise um, but the episode lengths are going to be uh, pretty supersized in my opinion I have to believe that the short episode in um, and I say short but the 50 minute episode has to do more with um, maybe the way the episodes were being cut and how they probably felt something they wanted to hold something back for the next episode uh, in episode 5 yeah. Uh, versus going ahead and introducing it in episode four. So that may have cut like 10 minutes out of that episode. Um, 
you know, as far as that's concerned, or or even number three, being that it's 63 minutes, you can kind of even think, hey, maybe that was something, a decision that they made uh, to go ahead and have that run over in episode three and makes episode four a little bit, you know, shorter. So I, I am not unhappy with what's going on yet again. You know, we all were uh, questioning um, Benioff and Weiss about, you know, what they were doing and, you know, how could this affect uh, um, the, 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 st- the storyline and everything. I think we're going to be walk away pretty pleased I think uh, so with too. what we're getting. I think yeah, so I, think, I think so. Yeah. Um, Corey Smith, uh, well, one note I want to add, Isis, is episode four is actually going to be, from everything we know, is going to be the action episode, Isis. That's where... Um, from everything we've read, all the news reports, um, that this is where the big stuff happens. You, you remember in the in the Entertainment, Entertainment Weekly photo spread, the big picture of Drogon breathing fire on the field where the soldiers are all catching on fire and shit? Yes, yes. That supposedly happens in 704. So I'm thinking that if it's going to be an all-action episode, you don't really need 63 minutes to show a battle you know, Danny swooping in on her dragon with all of the Dothraki screamers. If you're just going to show action the entire episode, 50 minutes will feel like two hours almost. If it's going to be straight up action, because you're just going to be glued to your television the entire time. There won't be downtime where there's you know dialogue, talking, and you know people talking about their feelings. <laughs> it's just going to be yeah. Uh, you know, oh my god, here's a dragon. Ouch, I'm on fire. Uh, Corey, yeah, I think it. I think it might. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, kind of the the feeling we got from the Battle of the Bastards. Yeah. You yeah. know, where that was that was very that was very long. I don't know what the runtime was for the episode, but it felt long, and it was so because so much action, so much was going on, and and you're sitting at the edge of your seat. So again, 50 minutes of of nothing but just. Awesome action and dragons and yes, I am here for it. Dragons and fuck yeah. Um, yeah, no, let me, I was trying to look up the runtime for, uh, Battle of the Bastards, and, uh, man, I don't have it with me, but we'll, we'll look at that later, but, uh, Corey Smith, um, let's talk about those last two episodes, being that this is the, uh, penultimate, the, the season before the end, ending season of Game of Thrones, having the final two episodes run, you know, almost movie length. And I, you know that's that's a lot that's a lot of screen time for what might be happening. What do you what do you feel could go down in those final two episodes? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do want to point out. So, like, when I did a there's an interview that came out with the cinematographer for season seven, and he said that there's two or three. He said that half the episodes. The quote was half the episodes are like breathtaking moments. So. I I think you're you're right on that middle episode being just nonstop action, but I yeah. think from what we know of spoilers, I think we're gonna have a couple other episodes where there's you know some really big moments. We maybe not an entire episode of action, um, but definitely you know just huge moments. You know something like when Cersei blew up the Sept. Yeah, that was massive a, game technically changers. an action. Right, right. It's not an action scene, but it's definitely a huge scene, like a breathtaking moment. So much happens, you know, right there. So I think we'll have a couple of those in those two episodes. Um, you know, something that obviously they need time for. And I am, you know, so I don't know. The, the whole runtime, you know, if you look at, if you look at the, I think it's 492 minutes. Uh, That's crazy. Uh, is the. The total time for season seven, which you down to if you were to break that down to say ten episodes like all the other seasons, that's ten episodes of fifty of roughly fifty minutes apiece. Yeah. So, you know, we're getting seven episodes, but we're not really that much less airtime. You know, I think you know I think the the episodes in seasons one through six averaged I think it was like fifty five minutes or something like that. Maybe it's fifty seven. But either way, we're not really losing a lot of actual, you know, footage. So I think it's kind of interesting. I mean, and obviously those last two episodes kind of, you know, the extra time in those two is almost a whole nother episode. Right, right. You know, if you consider the ones 80 minutes, that's an extra 30 minutes, you know, and then the one before that's an extra, you know, 20, 25 minutes. 
that's basically a whole extra episode between those two. So there's got to be a lot going on in those episodes. Who the hell knows? I, I mean, I think that all the rules that we know about the past seasons as far as what will happen in each episode out the window. are kind of going to be out the window. Yeah. Yeah. So like um, – Because I don't think – I don't think the big – go ahead. Okay. So like I, I think that – you know, you're right. You're right on the money with with the episode links and the averages. And ISIS just pointed out in our chat that Battle of the Bastards was 60 minutes, so um, it it was a full on hour. And every episode except for episode four is right at that that hour time slot. So we're not getting shortchanged here, guys. So don't be upset. Don't don't yeah. don't worry about the fact that we're having shorter a shorter season because it really it's not going to feel like I feel like. By the time the credits roll on episode seven, we're we're all gonna feel like, oh my god, I just got through running a marathon because that's how I I just have a feeling with the cinematography that we've seen in the trailers, with all the action that we know is gonna come be coming, with the character interaction, worlds colliding. I feel like it's going to be one of those things where when, by the time the the season's done, we're all gonna be just having having to take a long breath, going, oh my god, that was one long I- season. Yeah, I think that we're going to have just as much to digest Yeah, after the season is over as we do every other season. Like, yeah, we're going to get there much quicker, you know, seven weeks instead of ten. But we're going to have just as much to, di- to digest afterwards and to discuss and to pour over and to think about what it's going to mean for next season and all that stuff. I think we're going to have just as much information and moments and events and deaths and all of that to to pour over because I, I think we're I, I think the seven episodes is totally misleading. Hey, I really think that means we're gonna have supersized uh, podcasts. So uh, you, you you podcast listeners out there, you better buckle yourselves in and get an adult beverage. Oh, let me tell you right now, if if Jon Snow ends up banging Sansa or banging Danny. We're going to be talking about the sex scene just for an hour in itself. I'm just letting you guys know right now. Get, get, prepare yourself. That's what's going to happen. <sighs> <laughs> Corey Smith's favorite topic. All right, so let's talk about some new photos that recently were, uh, re- I guess, released. By, I want to say they were released by HBO. They look official, but um, there's a site called Far, Far Away Site um, that collects a lot of the Game of Thrones photos. And um, they're official looking, anyway. I'll put it to you that way. They're high res. And there is some shocking – well, I don't want to call them shocking because that's a little bit of hyperbole. Let's talk about how they look to us first. And I want to talk about the Samuel Tarly photo. He's dressed in a bloody smock. It, uh, it looks like he's got gloves on. He looks like a surgeon who just walked out of a gunshot, gunshot victim's surgery. I mean he is covered head to toe in blood. And behind him on the scales – Looks to be a brain. We don't know if that's a human brain or a cow brain. or it's, It looks like a brain. And so, to me, this says that Sam is learning how to be a maester. And um, if you guys watch uh, Wick Live on, on Wednesdays, hosted by Dan, our editor-in-chief, and uh, Kayla from the fan-sided headquarters in Chicago... They talked about this photo today, and basically Dan broke down what – if you're not sure what a maester is, um, Maester Amon uh, at, at Castle Black, he, Targaryen, he was, he was a, one of the highest-ranking maesters. They put Castle Black. Uh, maester Lewin from, from, from Season 1 and 2 uh, before he was killed by uh, the Greyjoys, and then – or not? Yeah, I guess it was the great Joyce who speared him, and then and then you have uh, the maester who delivered uh, the Bolton baby from last season. Uh, you have these maesters, and that's what Sam's going to train Walken. to be. What? Well, uh, yeah. Maester Walken. Uh, yeah, yeah. Great call. I was tr- trying to remember his name. Thank you. Uh, so that's what uh, Sam is doing, and he was sent there by John, and it was it was a way to get Gilly safe because Castle Black was not a safe place anymore. Um, but now. It looks like Sam is doing something he never wanted to do, which is to cut into uh, the anatomy of a body of a, either a human or an animal. He just doesn't like doing that kind of stuff, and he's weighing their brains, so that's kind of cool looking. Um, I, I I'm wondering if this means that Sam is going if by them showing us this kind of stuff, Sam operating on cadavers or whatever. 
Um, if this means Sam is going to be preparing to heal, find a way to heal Jorah of his grayscale, because why else show Sam in a, in a shortened season? Yeah, they're going to have some supersized episodes at the end of the season, but why even bother showing Sam? Okay, so Corey Smith, let's talk about Sam's bloody smock. I mean, I, I, I agree with you and I don't agree with you. I think that, I think that, He's definitely going to discover a cure for grayscale at the Citadel, um, some shape or form. I just don't know that it necessarily has to do with that specific picture and dissecting a brain. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I, I just don't know how much that has to do with curing, like, basically what's kind of like a skin disease sort of thing. So, um, and I mean, I think there'd be some irony, you know, I mean, when he... Uh, he he mentions once or twice, and I can't remember when, but you know that that the sight of blood makes him sick. And, yeah. You know, and that and that you know dissect. You know, I think he says that they're going to make him dissect something at the Citadel. I think it might be from the books. I'm thinking of the quote. Yeah, because he but, talked he talked that, about his, the heavy master chain. He didn't he didn't want to wear that either. Yeah. So and so I, I think that might just be a you know a pick. A, I, I think that pick is probably just a non-spoilery, here's a pick of Sam type thing. I think they're probably just trying to show him, hey, he's at the Citadel and he's learning all kinds of different things, and I think somehow in the process of his studies, he'll discover the the cure for grayscale. And I think he's also got another important thing to discover why he's there, but um, I mean, I don't know how much you want to get into that or not. Are you talking about John's parentage? Yes. Yeah, let's talk so, about that. Like Gilly, we we seen Gilly and Sam both reading together, studying, and in some of the new photos, it shows Gilly looking. Uh, the only word I've got for it is pensive. Like she's thoughtfully looking off to the side, and uh, you know, there's been spoilers out there. And again, this is your spoiler warning that um, Gilly's going to find John's real name and that he was legitimate and not a bastard. Right, and. I- I'm a little, I'm a little half and half on this one too, and I hate to to sound like I can't make up my mind on anything, <laughs> but I, I almost wonder if I don't know if Sam will necessarily discover John's parentage, but I think you know we've seen what that passage is that Gilly is reading, and I think that it, they at the very least what Gilly and Sam will do serve as some sort of like foreshadowing of of John's parents. They may not necessarily discover it, but what she's reading is a prophecy of the prince that was promised, which is a prophecy that pops up pretty often in the books, but that we've yet to see on the show. So I think it's definitely um, a possibility that they just serve as a means to introduce that prophecy before it's before his parentage is revealed in some other way. You know what I mean? Like right. it could be revealed by Bran. Or it could be revealed by something in the crypts of Winterfell, but that they're definitely at the, and it still could be revealed by Sam and Gilly. But at the very least, I think they're going to serve as some sort of foreshadowing uh, or hint or whatever you want to call it of John's potential parentage, because again, they haven't introduced that from the books. Well, speaking of Bran, he was also shown in some of these new photos. Isis, the longest and most awkward date ever. Um, you got Bran strapped to a, a, a sled, looking up, like, uh, either praying to God that, um, Mira doesn't turn around and look at him while he's strapped to the sled, or maybe he's having some kind of, uh, weirwood dream, I don't know, maybe some of those branches underneath the sled are weirwood branches, I don't know, but, um, it looks kind of weird, what do you think about Bran and Mira, and, and how much, do you, how much do you, how long do you think it's going to take them to get home to Winterfell? I have no idea. I mean, I just feel so bad for Mira. Poor girl. I'm serious. Like, like she's trying to hold it down, and she's trying to, you know, walk all this way. I mean, we're talking about someone the size of, um, you know, just a very young, like, very petite girl. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had at least Hodor carrying Bran around. And even Bran, you know, even during that, they were still going very, very slowly. Um, I, I just feel so bad for Mira. I, and it, I, keep, I keep on looking at Bran, and I mean, he has to hate the situation that he's in. You know, it's very slow-moving. Slow I'm sure he would want to get to where he wants to get to 
rather quickly, but I mean, at the same time, what is he going to do? Tell Mira, mush, mush, faster. I mean, <laughs> it's just not, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, if I had to guess, I mean, I think he's either in some serious deep thought, maybe working into something, or he might be, I don't know, uh, farting. I have no idea. Taking I a mean, poopy? He's having, that's, yeah, a, that's a poopy, I mean, that's a poop face. He's having a poopy. Yeah, yeah, maybe he's having, he, maybe he's doing that, you know, it's, it's going behind him, so it's, it's whatever. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, but seriously, I, I really, really I just think they, it's. Uh, what I was going to say is that maybe he's looking at the wall, or he's like, you know, Mira is so concentrated on just getting forward. He's just hoping either that he sees a human, or he does not see a white walker, <laughs> you know, I mean, those are two things that I would be like, all right, girlfriend, you just keep on looking forward and you keep one foot in front of the other. I'm going to keep lookout. Now, if they come, we're screwed no matter what, or at least he's screwed no matter what. Yeah, Mira can but, run. Uh, Later. See Mira can run. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's been awesome traveling with you, but <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> this, this was a so, fun trip and everything, but uh, yeah, exactly. I I'm mean, outie. you only have to be you only have to be faster than one other person. So <laughs> anyway, so I, I really feel that you know he may be kind of like being the scout and looking out to see, hopefully, maybe catch somebody's attention or or whatever the case may be. Maybe he's warding into a bird and you know kind of like trying to see where they're at and guide them in, you know, I, I don't know. I'm hoping that's what's going to happen, but I hope yeah. we're not going to be like this for a long time. Yeah. See, I could see him. He's warging in that shot because, you know, they add the, the white eyes right from when he wargs later. So, I mean, it just kind of seems odd, like, cause even if he was looking at the wall, you think he'd be looking more of an angle. Yeah, he's, he's looking seems, straight he's up. Kind of looking at something that's directly. Yeah. Okay. So, so I don't know, and that could that could be wildly misinterpreting it, but that just kind of seemed like an odd pose to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's get on with a few of these other photos really quick. Uh, Isis, Danny, you really were uh, enthralled with the Danny photos. Uh, she's doing the superhero landing on the beach um, with her hand on the sand, and now she's scooping it up and looking at it. It's like you talked about our last podcast. You know, when when some of these great celebrities travel, they come back and they they kiss the ground. When they land home, you know, because they're home. It's kind of what Danny's doing now. She's scooping up the sand. Um, but you... she's never been there before. She's, right. She's never been home. She she and let's be honest, Danny has never really had a home. She's been exiled all this time she, since she was a, a young girl, and so for her to be able to be in a place where her family called home, um, and and now is her home has to be in a very incredibly, you know, moving feeling. You know, it has to be one of those things saying, you know, I am home. I have the army that I should have. You know, I am about to embark in this, you know, I'm finally moving forward. And, um, and you know, she has a family. I mean, granted, it's a kind of a ragtag family that she's got <laughs> that she's kind of built along the way. Right, right. But it's hers. And so I, I, I definitely identify that, you know, with her uh, in this picture, I absolutely love the clothing they have her in. Yeah, you're really uh, excited about her cloak, aren't you? Her cloak. I her mean, superhero cape. A, her superhero cape, if you will. And let's just be, you know, let's, I've, I've heard in fashion that capes are out. <laughs> but damn, Danny is bringing it back. And, <laughs> and let me tell you why. I, I really love the fact that around the, the, the shoulder area. In this one, in this particular, because she's got several. And uh, this one, it, it reminds me of, like, dragon scales. And yeah. even, like, the light catching it, it and it glimmers. And it's abs- and you can see that there's movement in it in this still picture. And, uh, and so that's why I'm really excited about it. It's because it's just a beautiful, beautiful cut. Um, but it, it, it shows that she has her, you know, she's home. But she's had to wear this shield, um, or, or at least, you know, she, she has this, this dragon, 
you know, looking thing or whatever to show that, hey, I'm ready for whatever comes my way. Um, so I really enjoy the color of it as well. It's kind of like a, a very, you know, rusty brown color, yeah. uh, if you will. And then she has her, I think they're green trousers, if you will. Well, they look black um, to me. They look like they're black trousers, like black boots and could. black trousers. Yeah, I, but all the color combinations work very well, especially with her being on the beach. Um, but like I said... You know, whether she's in the light or in the shade, which in this picture, she's in the shade, you can still see um, the the reflection off of that kind of dragon scale. I don't know what they did. Um, it is just incredible. It's gorgeous. I, I mean, a, applause to whoever built her her uh, outfit because that is amazing. She also has another one that she's wearing um, that is... A better picture to see real good detail of it um, is the one that she is. She's kind of looking up. Gray Worm is behind her, and um, you can really see the detail in not only the bodice portion of it that looks like that's those are it's threaded to look like hair, and then the on the top portion it looks like it has like. Um, I want to say like little flecks of, of rock or something like that that just or yeah. gemstones probably gemstones uh, that have She's that have been chipped yeah that have been chipped and it just it looks incredible there's some different colors and textures in it they did an incredible job so yeah I'm really looking forward to seeing her uh, especially whatever that scene is because I think that's going to be the one that you know is going to be very uh, telling. That she has her her dragon armor dress, if you will, and and she's ready. And then also um, her uh, partner in crime, um, her name is Masande. Masande, Masande, yes, Masande. Uh, very similar outfit, yeah. if, you know, with uh, you know, kind of like the 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 cape looking shoulder pads, if you will. I like to call those the the '80s shoulder pads that were really really in um, <laughs> with the the crisscross front. Yeah. Uh, just beautiful, beautiful, and I love the, the fact they're in pants. I just absolutely love it. Yeah, so, they're ready to do yeah. work. They're ready to get to work. Yeah. Um, there's also a couple of the photos that uh, kind of stick out to me. I want to talk about real quick. Is we finally get a shot of Beric Dondarrion, uh, the leader of the Brotherhood Without Banners. No, it's not Lady Stoneheart, guys. I'm sorry to tell you that it's Beric Dondarrion. Um, but this time he's riding. In the snow with the hound, we've seen the snow, the hound riding in the snow. One of the earlier pictures that came out of the official Game of Thrones photos for season seven. But now we've got the hound riding next to Beric. They're covered in snow. Obviously, this is them riding in the north or toward the north. And uh, you know, we, we've heard spoilers that they go past past the wall to go on a hunt for a certain individual. But they're I'm wondering if this is before they meet up with Jon Snow or after, but it looks very cool. Like, you know, Beric looks like a man who, as expected, has died. Man, Corey, I know you're going to have to remind me seven, eight times, and he, he's died several times, and he's just completely scarred up. He looks like a badass war veteran. Yeah, I, I want to say it was seven times. Yeah. And I'd have to, I'd have to go back and check the text, because they don't make... On the show, they don't make a big. They don't. I don't think they name yeah, as well, many times they, as yet. Thor, I was asking how many times has it been, my friend? Because oh, that's right. In Melisandre the cave. comes yeah, in. in the cave. Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah, I I want to say it was seven, but yeah, he definitely looks a a little. It, it's weird because he looks a little ragged physically, but he kind of has like a smirk on his face, whereas the hound looks kind of big and imposing, but he looks fucking miserable. So <laughs> it's kind of a, you know, he doesn't it's have kind any of a weird chickens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the hound looks miserable. He, you know, he's got that, like, what the fuck am I doing here? Kind of look on his face. And I, I mean, I don't know as far as when I, I think it, I think it's probably, you know, after they go North of the wall. Cause I got to imagine when they go North of the wall, that's going to be the worst weather conditions. And I also imagine it's going to take them, you know, a little bit to find the whites. You yeah. know, that's what they're they're looking for. And I don't imagine they're just going to ride out of the gate and be like, "Oh, hey, look, some whites." I do. Want to, know, I have so, a question. I, and ahead. this is as a show only uh, person. So, 
do they ever make it to Winterfell? Do you think? Do they ever? Well, we know? don't. We don't. We don't know. We've never. We've never ventured this far in the books, so we don't know if the Brotherhood makes it to Winterfell right. or not. And, okay. and, and in yeah. the books, at this time in the books, the Brotherhood's being led by Lady Stoneheart, and she's not in the show. Right. So mm-hmm. it would be and, right, odd. and vice versa. Beric is Beric is dead. In, yeah. in the books, yeah, he he gives his life force to raise Lady Stoneheart, so he's long uh, gone. Okay, so, well, and the reason why I was asking because maybe the look on the Hound's face is due to the fact either knowing that Sansa or Arya are are alive or they're safe. And, you know, he looks like somebody who would want, I mean, where he is right now, but he, he would rather be anywhere else than, than here right now. And maybe, you know, if he runs into somebody or finds out that, you know, those two wayward girls that he he cares deeply for. I mean, he, he you know, kept those two alive. And, um, and, and, and maybe that would be the reason why, you know, the hound has the look on his face and the lack of chickens. And then the other guy, <laughs> I swear to God, he, he looks so freaking awesome. I, I already feel like I'm going to love him already. Oh yeah. Like, well, he just, we haven't got enough of Barrack in the show. We, we've only got small, like in season one, Ned Stark sends out Lord Barrack is played by a different character then. And then now that he's, and then we saw him again, he fought. You're looking at two guys who actually fought each other. The Hound actually killed Barrack Dondarrion in their duel. Uh, Barrack, if you'll remember, right. in season, was it three? He lights, three. yeah, he lights his sword on fire and he, they, you know, they fight and fight and fight until the Hound cleaves his shoulder from his, you know, from his head almost, like almost cuts him in half. And he wins the fight, and then all of a sudden, Thoros raises him off screen, raises him from the dead, and Barrack's alive again. And it's like, so these two guys have fought each other. They met briefly last season, and they talked the Hound into going with them to fight the Long Night, to fight the, the darkness that is in the North. So that's why the Hound is with them. Uh, maybe he's on his, he's still on his redemption arc, thanks to Brother Ray, played by Ian McShane. Uh, I do want to point out in the photo of the two together. If you look to the far right, there is another horseman, uh, like a chainmail. Either it's like a chain part. Part of their chainmail is showing, and it looks like that might be to me. And it's it's this is completely off. This is I'm probably off my rocker here, but if you look really really close, that looks like the uh, armor worn by Thoros. He wears that chainmail over the robe sometimes, or a red robe with. Chain mail, red chainmail, rusted chainmail, and that's what it looks to me. So, Thoros, we might be looking at a picture where Thoros of Mir, the red priest, is cut out. Um, yeah, and that make that would make total sense. I mean, it's not like a, a leap of logic. I mean, Thoros is going to go wherever they go. So right. I, I definitely think that that probably is him, and he was always one of the better armored of the Brotherhood without Banner because he was actually. You know, like a warrior priest type thing. Yeah, so. he would always fight in Robert Robert Baratheon's tournaments, so he always like spent money on swords and armor to like make himself look imposing when he really wasn't. But um, right, there's also another a photo of Podrick Isis. I know you, we were looking at this before the show started, and you were impressed with how swole up Podrick got, and he's at Winterfell. So that means Podrick Bri- Bri- Brienne is at Winterfell as well. Podrick has been working on his fitness. <laughs> Let me tell you, he is swole up. And not only is he swole up, okay, one thing that I absolutely loved about Podrick is that he always really kind of had this, like, silly, dopey grin on his face. Yeah. And now he does it. Now he has this, you know, in this picture, a very serious look on his face. You know, it's like our, our, our young, kind of naive boy has become a man. He's all grown and up. He is. He's all grown up. And, and you can look, and, and of course I'm projecting, but uh, <laughs> I feel like he is definitely understands the ramifications of what's going on. He went on a trip with Brienne, um, you know, to learn a new job and everything. And I'm not saying he didn't take it seriously, but he, he just had this, you know, adorable, you know... Goofy grin on his face all the time. Yeah. I mean, he was just so naive and, and you know, understanding that this is a life life and death situation. And, um, and you know, for him, it was like, all right, you know, this is an awesome freaking summer trip and stuff. And, <laughs> and now He, he was not. a sweet summer child. Now the winter has come. 
the winner has come and it has taken the, our sweet child away and he has become a man. And let me tell you, I feel like those cartoons, the big eyes, woo, woo, woo. No, he, he looks great. Um, obviously, Brienne has not slacked off on making sure that he is ready for this fight, which makes it all that more believable as far as, you know, his kind of story arc, whereas he was, you know, kind of like a, a you know, house guy for um, um, for Tyrion, you know? He was yeah. just, you know, this little naive little guy who would just go and do shit for, for Tyrion and everything. And and now he, you know, the... the uh, the shades are off his eyes. He's seeing what's really happening, and he it looks like he is going to be a part of it, and he's not going to skunk off and try to save his own tail. He is ready to do battle, and, and I think that's great. That really shows amazing growth, um, even though the past couple of seasons we haven't really seen a whole lot of him because we haven't seen a whole lot of Bran right. as well. well so the- um, I I feel this is this is probably the perfect time for him to start peaking. I also want to point out there is a, there is a new photo of Tormund in Winterfell looking off to the side. And we've seen other photos of Bran underneath the walkways of, of Winterfell. Like, uh, well, Gwendolyn Christie preparing her makeup and her, and her her to go film scenes. So maybe he's watching Brianna from afar, dreaming of the night they will be together one, at last. The Bear and the Maiden Fair. But, um, I'm, I'm telling you, that is the thing that fan fiction is made of. Oh, it is. It really is. <laughs> if, you, if you guys had ever – and I wish we could have – and one time we're going to try to have Sarah and, Ray, and, and Katie from uh, Winter's Coming Riders. Yes, we're gonna, we're please. Gonna, we're going to try to have them on the podcast, and you will, you will get an earful of some of the best fan fiction you've ever heard in your entire life. But um, we'll talk about that later on another podcast. <laughs> We do have a couple, another picture, two pictures I want to mention. Uh, one is of Jamie and Cersei in the map room. Uh, Cersei's got a glass of wine, as always, which no, no big deal. And Jamie's standing behind her shoulder and they're looking at something. That's a cool shot because we have, we haven't seen that angle of them together. Uh, you know, Cersei doesn't have the metal work on her, on her dress and Jamie's in a simple leather, you know, tunic with the sword at his side. But there's another picture here, and it shows Jamie standing in the map room by himself with an angry look on his face, kind of like his sister just pissed him off. Maybe she said something really stupid, and he's not liking what he hears. And um, he's still in that leather work, the leather uh, smock, I guess you could call it, or tunic, and Widow's Well is on his hip. He's also got a, a long dagger on his hip. It's like Jamie's ready to go to war in this photo, and Corey, um, we've heard that in spoilers that Jamie and Cersei might not want they, they might go separate ways. They might fight towards the end because he won't like what Cersei says. What do you think? What do you think about this photo? Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably playing towards that that inclination, and I think that if if that does come to fruition, I think it's going to be a slow burn type thing throughout the season. I think that, it, you know, in order for us to to truly believe that Jamie would ever abandon Cersei, that it's it's going to have to, you know, it's going to be a long decision for him. He's not going to decide that one minute to the next. Um, right. You know, he, he, he's going to have several events. Obviously, it started with last season with, with Cersei blowing up the Sept of Baelor and everybody that was in it. Causing their son to commit suicide. Right. Exactly. So, and and I think this season we'll probably see, obviously, maybe not as dramatic of 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 events, but definitely some more things that that kind of say to Jamie that Cersei kind of not necessarily has lost her mind, but is more concerned with being in power than anything else. I also find it very interesting that Jamie is armed in every photo we've seen him in like last season yeah. he, when he was in king's landing he didn't he didn't always have a sword on his hip because i mean he, he's got the one golden hand he can't really use but now he's come he's always armed and he's got the valyrian steel sword wid- widow's well that was reforged from the stark sword ice but he's got widow's well on the hip and he's got that right. dagger that i never noticed before into this photo so he's walking around the red keep armed all the time now he's packing heat he's packing heat yeah and and I think that probably, I mean, if, if I had to guess, that's probably going to have to do more than the fact, with, you know, that 
that Danny, you know, we know Danny lands on Dragonstone, which is not terribly far from King's Landing. True. So I think that that Jamie is probably, you know, they're basically on red alert 24-7, you know, because Danny could theoretically get from Dragonstone to King's Landing, you know, overnight. You know, maybe she can't bring her whole army, but she could fly all three of those dragons over to King's Landing in one night. It's not a terribly far you know, from King's Land. It's just basically across Blackwater Bay. So yeah. I, I think that's probably what it is. Jamie, at this point, they're at war. They've got people, you know, like the trailer says, enemies to the east, the west, the south, the north, northwest, northeast, you know, every which direction. So he's probably just a little paranoid and has got a weapon on him all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think it's definitely... You know, him having Widow's Widow is pretty damn cool. I mean, we hadn't seen that since season four, um, you know, when Joffrey was, uh, I think they, they had it on Joffrey's corpse, but right in the, in yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Baylor, yeah, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it was laid across and, his chest. Right. And we all assumed they wouldn't bury him with it just because obviously it's Valerian steel. Um, but you know, and that, that can, you know that Valerian steel can make up for a lot of deficiencies in the in the user. You know it's lighter, it's yeah. sharper. So I mean, it makes sense that Jamie would have it because you know obviously he's not the best sword swordsman that he was with his with his other hand. So I, yeah, I think he's, they're just on red alert twenty four seven. I think they you know they're ready for something to happen all the time now just because Danny's lurking around and everybody else is so. That's that's my best guess. Well, um, where's his homie? Where's where's the, where's his buddy? Um, Bron, Bron, yeah. We've seen. Uh, I think there, it's not in this batch of photos, but I'm pretty sure we saw a picture of Bron sitting near the dragon, or standing in the dragon pit, or standing close to the dragon pit. I forget where that photo of Bron was taken. But okay, we see, as long I, as I don't think around. we've seen an official. It wasn't. It was not I official. Think that was though. like concept art. Yeah, yeah, that was concept art. That someone leaked, but I don't think we've seen him in official. But we didn't really see him in official images last season either, and he didn't show up until because he's so sneaky. What? He, just, he comes in and out when he go, when he wants to. Yeah, I mean, hey, I wouldn't yeah, be surprised I, I, if he went to Tyrion. I would, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me at all. He'll go to the highest bidder, and yeah. Tyrion will be and, packing some gold. Well, and if I mean, if the you know, if, if Jamie does split. From Cersei, I mean, Bronn's going to go with him. You right. Know what I mean, Bronn's yeah, there's no reason not to stay around. Stick around for crazy ass Mad Queen. You know, if Jamie abandons Cersei at some point, I think Bronn goes with him. So, all right. So, um, <clears throat> that's that's the new photos we've seen. Uh, we're getting we're getting to a point to where I want to start wrapping things up. Before we go, I want to talk about what uh, the HBO uh, Game of Thrones blog is called, Making Game of Thrones. They're doing a uh, prepare for winter uh, deal where uh, for the next few weeks they're going to they've been they started last week and they're uh, streaming every season of Game of Thrones up until the season seven premiere and it's a hashtag on Twitter called uh, hashtag prepare for winter and uh, the season two uh, they're doing questions so basically you go to the website it's making Game of Thrones blog. Or the making Game of Thrones dot com basically is what it's called, and you fill out, you get the you get the questions, and then you go to social media, either Facebook or Twitter, and you share your answers, and they keep a running tally, and I guess they're going to announce who was the smartest person in all in all the land. I guess uh, they said that your name will be uh, announced or whatever. From I guess maybe from the official Game of Thrones uh, accounts, but um, I want to ask you guys these questions because honestly I don't know all the answers, so. I'm going to ask each one of you uh, one they at a time. They're hard. They're hard questions. I'm going to ask you each one one at a time. I'll start with oh, – They're very hard. I, Isis, I'm going to start with you. Number one, when Sam, Grin, and Ed are digging – remember, this is season two. Okay. Oh, shit. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is season two. When Sam, Grin, and Ed are digging beyond the wall, whose shovel hits the marker concealing the stash of dragon glass? Whose shovel? Da, 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 Are you asking me whose shovel it was? Who, yeah, whose shovel hits the, the stash? <laughs> oh my god, I I don't know Jon Snow. I mean, Corey, can like, you still can you still the answer, Corey? I think it's Grin, isn't it? I think it's Grin. I think I think I barely remember Grin 
hitting it, and then they all, they pulled it up because he they were complaining about digging up uh, poop or so, or horse poop and burning poop or something. They're like that. digging about di- they're complaining about digging toilets. Yeah, yeah, the digging digging the, the trains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a hard question. And, and if I, mean, I, I the just, trivia is so yeah. Season two. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm gonna have trouble with that, and then to ask me who shovel it. What? Mm, okay, nope. okay. Well, since st- since Corey stole that question, let me ask you the next one, Isis. <laughs> this is even harder. <laughs> oh God! What is the first thing Ygret said to Jon Snow when they met? The very first thing she she, she ever said to Jon Snow. <laughs> I um. <laughs> I, I you fuck. I don't know. I I mean I I don't know. It's just I, I have no idea. Are, are you? I, I know that she always tried to like you know unman him. You know, not not like you know make him feel uncomfortable. But I can't. I, I can't remember what is it. I don't know. I I don't have the answers in front of me. I I want to say it had something to do with the old gods and the new or the old gods. I don't know. I don't really. I, know. I thought it was something about her about John killing her and like something or him, like that or him and, being and a him being they, a fancy crow or something like that i don't know yeah like she always made fun of him well you know what my my uh my oldest son uh for mother's day gift me gifted me um all the entire set of uh season one through six oh of nice Game of nice uh, for mother's day it was a complete surprise i didn't know so i guess i'm just gonna have to crack that open and and sit there and watch it all over again because I normally just watch my favorite episodes. Binge watch, uh, binge watch. I mean, obviously, I could go. We could go into Google and find these answers if you want to, but I don't want to do it that. I want I want to do it the hard way. Like, here's one I know. I know this one. And Corey Smith, I'm going to ask you this one since I've asked. I feel like that's what people are doing now. I know. Yeah, obviously you're doing that. So during the during the attack on Blackwater Bay, what is Sansa holding when the the hound startles her in her chamber? I think I remember this. And, and Corey, what do you think the answer is? Isn't she holding like a, like a handkerchief or something? The, uh, oh no no! Is she holding the necklace that that Serdanto gave her? I thought it was a doll. Or no, he gives that to her in season three. I thought she was holding uh, a doll. Might be a doll. Fuck, dude. <laughs> no, so I mean, for fuck's sake, these questions are like so asinine. <laughs> it's like what so was hand? That, was that like what the, the doll? Did, yeah. Was it the doll that, that Cersei was gonna uh, was gonna poison or something? Like Cersei wanted to do something to uh, no, her. No, her dad. Her dad gave her dad a doll. Gave her a doll back in season <laughs> one. Yes, and she was like, "Fuck this shit! I don't I don't play with dolls anymore, Dad." Yeah. Um. But, yeah, it might have been a doll. Fuck, okay, so dude. the next here, here's the next question. So I'll ask this to Corey again, and I'll get back to Isis for number five. Corey, while speaking with young Bran about magical forces, Maester Lewin mentions three types of creatures. What are they? Uh, let's see. Okay, so um, what is it? Uh, Grumpkins. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Grumpkins. Something with an S. Snark. Uh, is it snark? Snarks. Snarks, Grumpkins, and Giants? Is it Giants? I, I, I think you're right about two. I'm not sure about the third one. I, I remember because everybody always uh, yeah. makes fun of the Grumpkins and the Snarks because people will talk about Yeah, it, yeah, Snarks and Grumpkins. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I think yeah. you're right. You're close to this one. Okay, Isis, number five. Danny. <laughs> when Danny has that snowy vision while visiting the House of the Undying. When she's looking for her baby dragons, when she comes across her dead husband and child, Jogo, and Jogo's holding the baby, I don't even know how you're going to answer this. What are the first words that Drogo says to her? <laughs> the fuck? Oh, oh this- my god! Like, who remembers this shit? They're making you go back and watch the episodes. Because this kind of shit, I don't even think you can find half this shit on Google. They're making you go back and watch each episode to find out. Because this is a hard one. Like, that's a very out there. What are the first words Drogo says? If I had to guess, it was probably like, you know, look at our son. Look at our boy. Because I don't think... Oh, what is it? Did you not say my my moon and stars? Yeah, I was going to say... I I think it was something like that. I have no idea. I would guess like... uh, my son and star, or no, moon of my life. Which moon of the- my life, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they call each other like my son and stars, moon of my life. They they call each other that kind of stuff, and I think that's yeah. probably what. Yeah, it was. I feel like that would be what he'd say first. All right, here's I think what, it would be like, but, you know, his son, you know, like look at him, you know, or you know, look at her family or something. I don't know. I if I had, 
I had to believe that's probably what it was. Something around the, the, those lines. Of course, this, this the bonus questions really fit with uh, a book a book reader's knowledge. Uh, after being unable to name the ruling house of Maidenpool, Arya tells Tywin Lannister she's from what northern town? Oh fuck! I remember the scenes. Um, I remember the scenes specifically. Oh, does she say? Um, Karstark, doesn't she? Does she not say Karstark? Well, she's from what northern town? So is it Carhold? No, I don't. I think it's something. I I want to say. Oh, what is the house? Did she say Barrowtown? Barrowton? No. What is? That what house, Glover? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's what it was. Oh. No. What what is no, it? No, that that no, that'd be House Dustin. Dustin is 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 Barrowton House Dustin because Lady Dustin's that crazy bitch yes. in the fifth book. Yeah, that might be. I don't know, dude. Yeah, I mean the, these questions are like they don't even matter to the plot. Why are y'all asking these questions? Because they want you, you know to go mean? back and watch each episode. That's they're trying to get fans because they're dangling the carrot in front of people who want to get recognized on social media. Think about it. If you get announced by the official Game of Thrones Twitter that you were you answered all the questions correctly, and they they announce your name out there to the millions of people yeah. who follow them, that's gonna be pretty big, right? It's a pretty big get for you. So I, yeah. So they're making everybody like go back it, and watch. They're making everybody go back and watch the seasons. It, it, it's nowhere compared to the people that listen to this yeah. podcast I, and give us a shout-out. So, you know what? I would much rather have the people that listen to our podcast give us shout-outs than, than, <laughs> than Game of Thrones. I'm good. If you're listening to the podcast, by the way, and you know the answer to these questions, please shame us in the comments below. We don't mind being shamed. We're used to it. Oh, no. For real. Shame. Uh, except to Unella, shame, shame. <laughs> but be, but be honest. Don't like go and look it up on YouTube and then call us idiots. Like, because we'll know. We'll honest. know. Come on. Yeah, come on. All right. So we were going to talk about um, our best guesses for the episode titles for season seven, but I think for now, because we're almost at an hour, uh, we can save that for our next podcast. Uh, so look, look forward to us. In a week or maybe two weeks, we're, we're going to start ramping the, the podcast up coming up. Because, guys, we're heading into the four-week mark. It is uh, – it, it's June 14th right now. We're two days away from it's, one month. It's four – So we're, <laughs> we're, 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 we're headed down. We're almost off to taking the exit off to Game of Thrones Season 7, so get ready. Um, so our podcast – Take the black. We'll start ramping up again. We might even start doing it once a week now that we're in the four-week mark. Um, we'll, we'll have Dan Selke on, Corey Phone back back at his usual spot. Maybe try to get a couple of guests for you guys. But look forward to our next podcast coming out pretty soon. We will talk about our best guesses for the Season 7 episode title. So if you're listening and you, and you want to throw your guesses in, put that in the comments below as well, and we'll give you a shout-out on the next podcast. For myself... For Isis and for Corey Smith, thanks for listening to Take the Black, Vlad Mogulis. Question. Have your thighs ever rubbed together, creating a rash because of friction? Chafe is no joke, but thanks to Megababe, it's also no problem. Thigh Rescue is the anti-chafe stick made for chafers by chafers. Get Megababe's Thigh Rescue and experience what 10,000 five-star reviewers rave about. Thigh Rescue stops chafe. With one sold every 30 seconds, you better run to megababebeauty.com. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.